Still Look Pretty, the podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Summer, and welcome to the Sit Still Look Pretty podcast. So this is another Blueprint episode, and for all our new listeners, the Blueprint episode basically gives you the tips to becoming the best version of yourself, all of that mental health and wellness and and stuff like that. And season two is all about platonic and romantic relationships, and this episode is going to be about making meaningful relationships, both platonic and romantic. I just want to put a disclaimer, neither Vanessa and I are pros at this, but this is kind of what we've learned in our life that we kind of want to share with you guys, along with some funny stories as well. I just want to preface, you just said you want to preface, but I want to (laughs) preface as well. Um, So I just wanted to say that we are kicking off, this is the first official episode of season two of The Blueprint. Like Summer said, season one was very heavy on your relationship with yourself as an individual and overcoming certain obstacles and certain mind and thought patterns whereas season two is going to be basically applying all of the lessons that we've learned collectively in season one and um yeah apply them to our relationships with the world romantic and platonic platonic also just a disclaimer you don't have to listen to season one to get benefit from season two but we do recommend that you listen to at least a few of them our first ever one was breaking out of your comfort zone there's some on victim mindset so some of the things that we will talk about will be kind of related to the previous episodes but if you just listen to this one or just this season you will still get like value from it it's not like compulsory to listen to season one i do think that it's a lot of it is down to you as an individual though like i know we made a post about it recently it was like self-love is the best love it really is because it sounds cliche and honestly i feel cheesy saying it but it's so true like if you don't overcome that within yourself and you Mm. know just love yourself um you'll have a lot of difficulty with a lot of relationships and a lot of people Mm. in your life so and i think it also helps with weeding out like who is meant for you and who isn't that's very true that's very true so first we'll start off like platonic so how to create meaningful friendships from your perspective and from you as like an individual and then we'll go into the romantic relationships um in the second half of the episode i'm saying half like it's going to be like two hours long it's not going to be that long but um if you want to skip then you can skip to I guess around 20 minutes where we'll start talking about like romantic relationships and stuff like that so I think where I kind of want to start it off in terms of creating those like meaningful friendships and those meaningful relationships with friends from any age whether it be secondary school sixth form university post-grad um working life I think one of the biggest things for me that I had to learn was picking my friends based off morals because I think one thing I learned I'd spoken about this before in the podcast but I had a really toxic friendship group in sixth form and I ended up cutting off a lot of them um in the end of year 12 beginning of year 13 actually should we say if they're listening hi (laughs) 
um there's no bad blood anymore i'm over it i'm healed i've like been through a lot and i think it was a massive lesson but i do want to point out that i think morals for me really came down to it in terms of the key morals that i think i have and i hold as an individual based off how i was raised with my family and how and just me as a person what i believe in i think it massively had to mirror into my friendships and i didn't really realize that so for example in that that toxic friendship there was a lot of like um like friend selection and feeling like you had to leave people out pick and sides. pick yeah. sides and like those kind of things where it was like you know if I'm upset with them um then you also have to be upset with them and stuff like that and you know I'm all about loyalty like that's a massive thing to me but when it's on a lower level it's not like as extreme like you've just had like a bickering over a t-shirt or something I don't understand but why that plays in also like loyalty should be earned it's not like a it shouldn't be used like a leverage yeah. to sustain a friendship like oh if you don't do this yeah then i'm not going to be friends with you like it's not a threat yeah i thought it was very childish and for me that was something i really struggled with because i never had a massive group of girlfriends when i was in secondary school it was only when i got to sixth form so for me that was a big change and i think not a lot of people talk about this when you know the the stigma and the stereotype around girl friendships and girl groups can sometimes be really toxic and i think that's something that i experienced massively in six woman even when we went to university we had a girl group and that was i guess i didn't really learn my lesson as much as i thought i had um and now looking back at it retrospectively, I think I have now picked the people that I have in my life. They mirror kind of my morals in terms of everyone's independent. Everybody um, kind of does their own thing. But also people, they all agree that respect has to be earned. They all agree that loyalty has to be earned. But they also kind of give that unconditional love and trust. And I think those are things that to some of you guys, you may think, oh, that's so like obvious. Like obviously that's what is supposed to. But you would be surprised. And I think... It's the subtleties in group friendships that you don't realise are toxic until you get out of them. So when it comes to making those kind of meaningful platonic relationships, I think you massively have to look at what you believe in your like as your own individual what you want out of your own life and kind of meet people and surround yourself with people who don't you don't necessarily have to depend on but somewhat mirror who you feel like you are as a person and kind of mirror like your own personal beliefs yeah i would say like they mirror you and your personal beliefs yeah to the extent that's like it's just beliefs and morals but yeah in, it also you have to surround yourself with people that you have stuff to learn from mm. and that's a great way of going about it because that way morals don't determine intelligence yeah you know what i mean like you can have people around you that have the same morals and mm. values as you and maybe you have things to learn from them yeah. vice versa. So I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, I yeah. yeah, I agree with the learning as well. I think there's a lot of competition when you, you're in a big friendship group. So when you're creating those meaningful relationships, from my own personal perspective, it kind of had to be like something that I had to learn was that, you know, everyone was in competition with each other in this friendship group and it always felt uncomfortable and then when we went to law school not only is law school highly competitive anyway because everyone's acting like they're running for the same training contract when they're not but also kind of that like it seeps into your friendships as well and 
that competition you shouldn't compete you shouldn't feel like you have to compete you shouldn't feel like you you're jealous of of your friends and I feel like if you do feel like you have those issues and you do feel like you feel like you have to compete and you are jealous you have to do a lot of self-work on yourself because if you feel like you're jealous of the people you have around you that comes from a deep-rooted insecurity in yourself and I think all of us have insecurities and we don't realize that we project onto the people that we love and care about this is why I was saying like you have to do work on your yourself you have like if if you can't come to terms with certain facts that you you know with certain characteristics like at the end of the day no one is perfect everyone mm. has flaws but it's that self-awareness yeah. um that will honestly it will really elevate the yeah quality of your friendships yeah 100 percent, 100 and i think as well like you have to very much linking to that kind of self-awareness. I think communication is key. When I went to therapy, like, last year, like, I started Mm. going to therapy, one thing that she, like, me and my therapist spoke about was that my issue was that when people tried to help me, I used to take it as, like, a personal attack, Mm. and I didn't take it as the fact that they cared about me, and that was an issue that I had to work on in myself. So what I'm telling you guys is it happens. You don't, sometimes, you don't realise the toxicness you have in yourself like the mm-hmm. toxicity you have in yourself yeah because it's that victim sorry it's yeah that, yeah it's that victim like yeah. blaming mindset like yeah. oh it's your fault you're yeah. doing this but like you're not looking that's the thing i wasn't looking at myself and i wasn't looking at myself as a perpetrator and me making other people uncomfortable because i was projecting like them trying to help me as what you're saying that i'm like the problem like it was really it was really eye-opening and i felt really awful actually after it the thing you said about like um deep-rooted insecurity and stuff like that like that's obviously the ego right Mm. and i read about it actually recently that even though you might not be aware of it like the ego drives your life Mm. and if you think a certain way like the world will reflect like it's literally a mirror and it will reflect what you're thinking about Mm. so if you're thinking the most negative things Mm. it will show you circumstances people that kind of stuff to um to basically validate that thought pattern and what you said about friendships and um and stuff like that like a lot of drama is created by the ego Mm. because the ego like it 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 creates like a false reality so that it stays alive because that's what it feeds on like Mm. drama negativity low vibrations etc yeah you guys should check out our um vibrations episode uh we spoke about what was it manifestation and we spoke about uh vibrations there and honestly life-changing stuff. that was yeah we got a lot of good feedback from that one i think it was it's, it's very helpful i think sometimes to to be able to catch yourself and i think it's really important to be able to catch yourself when you're in those negative mindsets because again you can be the perpetrator in your friendship without even realizing so as much as i'm sitting here and i'm like you know i had that toxic friendship group I also played a part in it because I was running on in such a negative environment and I hadn't done any healing work on myself and I hadn't been very self-aware for myself so now when it comes to like my friends like Vanessa or my other friends Olivia and you know Vass and whatever when they kind of give me not criticism it's more like constructive criticism or it's just like yo like you've upset me like you know what I mean mm-hmm. I have to take a step back and I genuinely need to listen hear them out me and Vanessa literally had an argument yesterday like <laughs> no joke like and I apologize <laughs> afterwards but I had to we both had to t- take a step away from each other and and come to terms of it and then I went and I apologized because I the way I behaved in a situation 
it was perceived wrong and I didn't realise the effect that the joke that I made would have had on somebody and that was my own fault. Yeah, 100%. Sorry, I was just going to say that, um, like, if you think that friendships are easy, like, if you yeah. think that, you know, because I think some people, especially the younger listeners mm-hmm. of our, like, spectrum, because I know we have some younger mm. audi- um, younger co- crowds as well. I can't speak today. Um, <laughs> friendships at that age tend to mean very different things than mm. they do when you reach, like, say, 20 onwards. Mm. Um, and Sarah and I both have been very lucky to do a lot of healing and, you know, mentally mature in a very long, in a very fast, like, period of time. Mm. And I think we've both realized that actually, like, what we thought friendships were back mm. in the day, they just are so far from the truth. Yeah. Because friendships require a lot of effort, mm. a lot of, especially when you're, you know, working, when you're an adult, it's you both go through things as individuals Mm. and sometimes like maybe the way you two can communicate is different Mm. and it's hard to to find that common ground but you still want to salvage the the Mm. friendship somehow so like summer and i had um a rough patch uh in the summer second year of uni which is ironic because (laughs) summer and i had a rough patch in the summer Puns um, for days. We've literally, pun intended. And we had a rough patch. Now, that's not, we didn't argue. No. It wasn't, she was just going through something. And yeah. it was really... Third year tra- of uni, not second year. Yeah. yeah, and it was really traumatic for her. And it, her coping mechanism was to just shut off from the world. And obviously, it was really upsetting for me because I mm. wanted to help her. I wanted to be there for her. I wanted to try and support her as much as I could. Mm. But it was... In that in in our friendship, I had to just take a step back completely mm. and just like love her from far, yeah, and just let her know that like you know whenever she's ready to talk that we can talk. You kind of had to and let me come to you. Yeah, 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 and but I remember like we didn't speak for like a few days. I think it was <laughs> even a week. Just for just to some people, they're like you didn't speak for a week, and then it was like this big deal. Me and Vanessa talk every day. Yeah. <laughs> like we've spoken every day pretty much for the entire four year friendship we've had. So for us, that was that was a big deal. Yeah, but I think like as I said, I learned a lot about us as individuals but I also learned a lot about our friendship Mm. so this is just a little anecdote for you guys to understand that like even though sometimes things are hard it doesn't mean that you should give up on them yeah but it means that you need to know if the person is worth staying for but it's also your own boundaries a hundred percent yes but what I'm trying to say is like you have to know if the friendship is worth Mm. it for you to like put up with that kind Mm. of you know because but how okay. do you evaluate if the friendship well, is worth it? Let me tell you. So, <laughs> girl, I've been waiting for this one. Turn it up. Um, listen. Stay, and I cannot, I cannot emphasize this more. Stay away from people who suck the life out of you. Mm. Stay away. Mm. Stay away from people who call you always when they have a problem, mm-hmm. but are never there to pick up when you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Stay away from people who never invite you out, but yet when you're out and they have nothing else to do, they want to come out mm-hmm. with you. Stay away from people who will criticize you or make fun of you just so that they can earn more clout for themselves. I feel like something that people don't realize enough and I don't think it's spoken about enough your gut says a lot and we're going to talk about this in the romantic um relationship section in about five minutes but when 
you're around someone and you feel uncomfortable, that's not your friend. Because you feel uncomfortable for a reason. Either something they've said has made you uncomfortable or you feel like this is not your crowd. And you are well within your rights to remove yourself from that situation. And I think there's so much power in saying no and there's so much power in taking taking a step back or separating yourself or distancing yourself. You can still be friends with some people if you feel like, you know, you have certain things in common, like you have different friends for different reasons. Some of my friends are a lot more extroverted than me. So for them, I'm their like going out friend or like, you know, or if they want to be introverted, we can go to the cinema. Like it's, it's kind of, you know, you have friends for different purposes. So when you have a friendship group, you don't have to be on the same level of friendship with every single person you have, a fr- you are friends with. You can, you can be closer to other people and you should never feel guilty for, you know, how close you are with other people in comparison. Because me and Vanessa both had best friends before we became best friends. It doesn't mean that me and, and we Vanessa- still do actually. Yeah, I mean, we still do. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that we're any less best friends than in comparison we don't compare our friendships because our friendships are different we've both been best friends with those other people for a lot longer and we became best friends with them for different reasons than Vanessa and I became friends it doesn't mean that that you should never compare the friendships that you're with and it doesn't mean that me spending time with my other best friend means that I'm any less friends with Vanessa or for example you know like it's you you need to be able to kind of separate separate but also kind of take a step back and be like you know I don't need to spread myself thin for this friendship if you feel like you have to spread yourself thin for your friendships you need to set boundaries because people will take and take and take from you until they can't take any more and then they're gone and you should never friends do this the most I think in my personal opinion they take the most from you. you yeah exactly so you need to have friends who understand you so like you know who can who they're not mind readers but they take their time to get to know you I think yeah like I think people who like take the time to 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 pay attention to the Mm. little things who know you're like I don't know who know you well enough to know your love languages Mm -hmm. or who know you well enough to know your facial expressions or just things like that they know how to read you yeah so that you don't have to you know explain yourself every single time because frankly sometimes you could be so like down and yeah. in the dumps that you don't feel like yeah. explaining anything sorry just to go on the thing that you said about the gut feeling mm. um and this applies both to romantic and platonic friendships mm-hmm. relationships whatever um the more spiritually awakened you are like the more in touch with yourself and the more self-aware you are mm. the stronger your gut instinct is going to mm-hmm. be you will feel it even more mm. so yeah, it just goes back to the whole manifestation vibration episode. Yeah. But honestly, give it a listen. It's so true. But even if you're not into kind of that whole manifestation, visualization kind of spirituality, you just have to be self-aware. I yeah. feel like we don't want to shove down your throat that you have to like journal and all of this stuff. But I think one thing you do need to know when you're getting into your friendships is you have to know yourself. No matter what relationship you're getting into, the way to move forward is to know yourself. That way you can set the right boundaries for you. You can surround yourself with the right people and you know what your interests are. So you don't ever feel like hanging out with people is a chore. I actually purged a lot of people out of my life recently. Uh, recent By recently, I mean like in the last like year six two. months yeah. or something. I would say about a year, bro. Yeah, I purged, I purged a lot of people. And now like my friendship group is about, well, 
four, yeah. four really close friends mm. um, that I know that I could call. So this is my rule of thumb for friendships, right? If I can't call someone at like 3am in the morning, you know, if I'm in hospital, God forbid, or like if, I don't know, maybe my phone ran out of battery and I need help mm. or, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If I can't call them and ask for help, then it's not a it's not a real friendship actually once um (laughs) so one time like uh, I got spiked oh yeah and um I still had my phone but one of my best my other best friend she lives in America and it was daytime for her it was night early morning for me she called all of my friends in London to help get me home Mm -hmm. and she was at a party yeah (laughs) so just choose your people yeah. wisely. And that's my rule of thumb for that. Yeah. If if you can't call them. Yeah. You know, you leave you, them. You figure out what your based on being self-aware, you will figure out what your kind where of where your needs are, are being met. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You, you know, like obviously it, this is very subjective. Mm-hmm. So everyone has different needs that need to be yeah. met. So just be self-aware. And yeah. then you know and be how honest to... with yourself with the yeah. needs that you feel like you need to you need met because no matter whether it's romantic or platonic, they will be met. You just have to know you the moment you know what boundaries and what you want out of your relationships is the moment that you will then attract that because you won't settle for anything less than that. But let's go on to kind of the romantic, <laughs> meaningful romantic relationship starter pack. I think it very much mirrors a lot of the stuff in in the platonic um, section. But I think with romantic, you have to be a lot more careful. You have to be a lot more careful, but also forgiving. Now, what I mean by forgiving is not pretending ben. like you can't see red flags. Yeah girl we are not blind we've been there sometimes they look orange take the glasses off you forgiveness what i mean is that understand that if there is a particular situation i don't know say that he forgot to put down the toilet seat there is no need to like just un just just stay calm about it like stay cool calm and collected Mm. um and understand that like this is you know there's two of you like you just gotta make it work like not everything has to be an argument Mm. so that's what i mean about forgiveness just had to clarify i think in terms of forgiveness for me i think it's more so like you have to forgive yourself i think a lot of a lot of this generation but this kind of dating world nowadays whether no matter what age you're dating i think people don't forgive themselves for getting into bad relationships it happens it's a part of life it's a lesson learned you wouldn't be where you are today if you didn't have that heartbreak or you didn't have that friend that stabbed you in the back or you didn't fail that exam you wouldn't have learned anything and frankly this podcast maybe wouldn't exist yeah that is very true also (laughs) that is very true also (laughs) but i think you know i think you need to learn to forgive yourself and i think you need to i think a lot of this generation needs to stop putting so much pressure on finding that perfect match because one of my biggest rules of thumb when it comes to romantic relationships is finding someone who can compromise you're never going to find someone who is the exact blueprint of your prince charming they will be like, you will see someone and be like, wow, like, you are perfect, you know, but everybody has their flaws. And when I say compromise, I don't mean compromise on your morals. I don't mean compromise on your standards. I don't mean compromise on respect, trust, loyalty. I don't mean compromising on those things. But if, you know, 
they chew weird or you know they no, sorry. they're messy I, I have to stop you right there yeah yeah that's no. where the icks come in no but, do you know what i mean but but sometimes you have to meet people in the middle i think there's too much of this kind of pressure on on both men women you know no matter who what gender you are no matter what your sexual orientation is i think a lot of the time on social media you see people not willing to compromise on little things you can compromise on never compromise on the big things ever if you learn one thing from this episode when it comes to your romantic relationships never compromise on the big things because if you compromise on the big things at so early on you're never going to get them ever and don't let loneliness uh make you compromise your standards either this is a very big one and i see it very often including I've been in there. ourselves yeah we've been there um, so and it, no because if you the truth is is if you compromise your standards because of like loneliness mm-hmm. you're just going to end up in sticky situations yeah. and it's just going to going to cause you more pain it's like yeah. it's like there's a big red flag but you choose not to see it yeah. because you think like oh you know i'm just going to fulfill some void mm. inside of me mm. and then that's it and then you end up not hard maybe not necessarily heartbroken but like upset yeah and i think um when it also comes to romantic relationships i think another thing is never just date one person if you're looking to get into a relationship and you're looking to date and all of that stuff if you're someone who has more of an anxious attachment style and what i mean by that is you kind of put all of your eggs in one person's basket you get attached them very quickly so when you have that separation or they don't message back to your message as soon as they like as soon as quick as they used to or whatever and it feels like a heartbreak and it feels overwhelming one of the massive lessons i learned because i have an anxious attachment style it comes from a plethora of reasons um i'll do a post on this on on this Instagram. is actually something we should talk about if yeah. you don't mind because i um i didn't know about this until like i I took psychology at a level yeah and we studied like um yeah we studied attachment and at the time like i was just like oh yeah like you yeah. know there's different attachment styles like yeah, yeah okay but how like how does this play in practice mm. and like in the last two years or so like with the rise of tiktok and everything and everyone talking about it I kind of like understand it now and it's so important that Mm. you get like some sort of education on it as Mm. well because it can really change the game completely yeah but when you have like an anxious attachment style for example when you understand what your attachment style is you understand how to kind of um resolve those issues so for me like I said I have an anxious attachment style so what that means is that if someone's behavior changes slightly I'm like panicky or I'm worried and I'm like oh like do they not like me anymore or do they not want to see me anymore or what's going on and you start questioning and you start overthinking and one thing that I realized really helped was dating multiple people you know you can have them in a hierarchy of the person you like the most of the person you don't like a roaster if you (laughs) but I think it's important to not put all of your eggs in one person's basket because then you start depending on them so if you have an anxious attachment style and you're listening to this openly date openly date openly get to know new people because one thing that I learned from openly dating is that I have a lot like like what I said with friends you have different friends for different purposes sometimes you're you have more in common with the person you least expected to have the most in common with or you figure out things about yourself that you like that you didn't know you liked so like I've dated a guy 
who has a PhD and who's super intelligent and stuff like that. But I've also dated a guy who is a project manager and he... And a poet. And, and, a, and a poet and a footballer. <laughs> and the list goes on. But I've openly dated a lot of people. I've dated an underwriter who has an interest in cryptos. And, you know, and one thing I realised is that, you know, I always thought I needed to date the most intelligent guy. And what I realised is it's not about intelligence. I just like people who have a passion for whatever it is and that I can learn from. And I didn't know that before because I was just dating the same blueprint type of person. Or if this doesn't make you, like, if dating multiple people doesn't make you comfortable, if and if you are, like, say, talking to someone, just keep yourself busy. Yeah. Like, you know, just stay busy with whatever it is that you're doing, yeah. your hobbies, your work, whatever. That So be basically, you barely check your phone. Mm. And then that way, like, you're, you know, yeah. preoccupied. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, though, when it comes to, like, making meaningful romantic relationships is that it comes when you least expect it. What I mean by that is I think this generation, like us, well, I don't know about you, but myself included, chased and chase i don't chase it anymore but like i used I to chase, chase i attract i used to chase the idea of a relationship so like mm. much like i was like I, it's just what i thought i always wanted mm. because and that came from a lack of self-awareness mm. again because actually it just comes from within me it's mm. just something that i need to work on mm. um and then once i've worked on that then i will naturally attract mm-hmm. but um what i mean is basically just let it come to you. Like, yeah. just do your thing, live life. It doesn't you know, mean fall that... in love with yourself. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you don't date. Like, you can no, go on 100. dates if you want. Like, you don't have to be, like, alone. Like, I love this, like, the whole, like, independent woman kind of drive. But I think if you want to be in a relationship, you can be in a fucking relationship. If you want to go clubbing, life is about balance. Yeah. And I think if you want to date, but you also... Don't ever sacrifice who you are for mm. a relationship. And I think that's one thing I do want to pick up on that you just said about like chasing the idea of a relationship you have to be able to identify whether you are chasing the idea of a relationship or whether you actually want that relationship with that person and this is something that is so some of you just have like a film like a movie in your head and you're just looking to cast a person to play that part but you cast anyone like whoever comes along it's like yeah that's it you fit right in yeah and I feel like this is the toxicity of social media for example because everyone is chasing this dream life, this idea of a life. So that's why you fumble and you fall into the wrong relationships or you fall into the wrong friendships or sometimes you fall into the wrong career because you you don't have a clear set of, like a mindset of who you are and what you want. But also you're looking at somebody as like what they their potential rather than who they are and this is the biggest thing that I want you guys to take away from romantic relationships as well, this section is how someone treats you is how they feel about you and actions always speak louder than words and it sounds so cliche but people can say anything this goes for both romantic and platonic actually people will say and can say anything if they see the good heart that you have they will say anything to take and take and take until they can't take no more and when it comes to romantic relationships that's the most dangerous because when you have your friends you're always going to have your friends you're always going to have your family you're always going to have those people around you who will stick by you but when it comes to romantic relationships because society puts 
put so much of a pressure on finding your soulmate and you know social media puts all of this like pressure on like finding the dream guy and you have like love island and you know all of those kind of media outlets who are kind of pushing that narrative of finding the perfect match <laughs> that that show as well like i feel like you, you the heartbreak is bigger than you expected because you're chasing this idea so when you are dating just look at who they are. That's it. Just take them as who they are. If you don't like them, you don't like and them. And if you like, do, you do. do. You know, do you know how many men there are in this world? Like, men, I women, promise everyone. you that you will find another Jack. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sorry, that true. was just a name that came to my head. <laughs> but, like, you will find another person. Who, what? Okay, listen. What one man won't do, another will. Period. And I promise you that. Period. If he wanted to, he would. But he doesn't. So he won't. Yeah. That that's it. If you need through. closure, that is it. Yeah. That is literally it. You do not need to meet up with someone to get closure. Because if they truly respected you and truly valued you as a person, mm-hmm. forget about the romantic side, yeah? This applies to friendships as well. If they truly valued you and wanted to have you in their life, they wouldn't have put themselves in a position to lose you yeah. in the first place. This is another thing I think people don't realise in terms of the respect thing. Someone can love you and not respect you. And I think people don't realise that. People can love you and not respect you because they love what you give them. They don't love you as a person. That's where the respect comes in. And someone can love you and not be loyal to you. Yeah. And vice versa. Exactly that. And I think this is is another major thing with romantic relationships. Um, And I guess friendships as well in the same sense that like who you are in your relationship should not sacrifice who you are with your friends. Who you date should bring out the best in you and you should be able to just be yourself. They shouldn't add anything to your life other than you just want them in your life and they just make life great. Just like how your friends make your life great and your friends are there for you and you can be there for your friends, you should get the same out of your romantic relationships. And not that whole like, they have to be your best friend. You probably already have a fucking best friend. They don't have to, they shouldn't replace anybody in your life, but they should just be an extra addition that makes your life great. You don't, you should never depend on your partner. Obviously, unless you want to be a housewife and he's going to pay for your luxury living, then pop the fuck off as you should, queen. Get, secure Period. the bag, secure the bag. If that if that's what you want to do, then fine. Life's for living. Life's for living, <laughs> but don't ever sacrifice who you are because of that you know, and don't ever jeopardize who you are. And I think we're going to do an episode on this, but like, you know, healing your inner child is a massive part of that. If you can't be your true self. If I'll tell you a story about this, because actually I, I'm a good example of it. So I am growing up, like, um, I grew up in like a relatively middle-class background but when I was like in my early childhood we were kind of working class and I um you know I had stuff it's not like I never lacked anything Mm. but I always wanted like stuff and maybe my parents maybe they couldn't get it for me or like you know how kids are like they want toys and stuff like that like yeah and um I could just never really get it because I didn't have money of my own. So now that I grew up and I have a job and stuff, like, I, and Summer can confirm this, I spend obscene amounts of money on clothes. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. You guys have no clue. And that is me, like, you know, that is my inner child. 
speaking mm-hmm. and i am aware of it and i am trying to actively work on it but i just wanted to give you guys a little anecdote yeah. on the inner child thing i think also when it comes to like that inner child healing i think it's about being able to sometimes if you want to sit on the floor and play with play-doh then do that if you want to build lego then do that if you want to watch disney films then do that do you know what i mean and when you're in that kind of romantic relationship kind of like what we said in in the platonic section is is that people they take time to know you and they accept who you are you don't have to be the perfect version of yourself to get into a relationship you can heal while you're in a relationship as long as like we said before as long as you're not projecting onto your partner onto your friends onto anybody in your life your own insecurities sometimes it happens accidentally it happens that's okay but as long as you're not purposefully doing that or being the kind of toxic one that's doing that I think it's important for you to kind of understand who you are and you know you can do that healing work while you're with them whether that's you know healing your inner child whether that's you know becoming more self-aware whether that's manifesting manifesting more manifestation more (laughs) manifesting more you know all of that stuff so you don't have to be a whole being to be in a relationship but when you know that you're not a whole your whole self and you're not fully healed you're going to go through multiple healing processes in your life because you're going to go through multiple traumatic things in your life but as long as you don't depend so heavily on somebody else romantic or platonic that you don't know who you are that's okay if you're depending on someone so much romantic or platonic like i said and you lose yourself or you lose sight of who you are, you're in a very dangerous situation because the moment that that person leaves you or the moment that they turn around, because people can up and leave whenever whenever they want. Like I said in the platonic, you can leave that friendship group if you want to. You can break up with your partner if you want to. Like the moment that that happens you're then left alone and you're then left with a hole and you don't know how to deal with it because you don't know who you are without them. Just, you know, for reference just know who you are I think that was something I struggled with a lot I didn't really know who I was and that's why I went to therapy last year as well I think I like I okay so I um I up until recently actually I tended to kind of like disguise who I am like I had a lot of trouble like being myself with people because I'd like every single time I would think that maybe if I opened up and, like, was my true self, like, maybe they wouldn't like me anymore. And so I always put up this, like, mysterious, like, cold, stone-cold, hot... Um, Hard to get, kind B-I-T-C-H of. Yeah, very much vibe. so. Um, thanks. Thanks for confirming that. No, because me and you literally <laughs> spoke about this the other day, so I know what you're going to say. And, um... Like, yeah, I always thought because, you know, I thought, like, that's cool. Like, that's what's going to get me the attention that I want. Like, that's going to, you know, basically, like, draw the flies in <laughs> type thing. And um, I quite, like, this. that's just how I used to be. Like, I used to go on dates and, like, be, like, super intimidating just because I thought it was fun, you know? And 
Yeah, go on. No, I was going to say that's a con because society very much shoves down your throat that you have to be like this uber mysterious yeah. person. Yeah. Like a, like a lot of people do that. It's not just And you. I am. Don't get me wrong. Like I am mysterious and I am like I am hard to, to it's hard for me to open up to people just because of the things I've been through. Um, so I'd have to like really trust someone. But I do think that there are a couple of things that maybe I could have done different with this particular thing. And um like, yeah, like I would just say, like for me, my top tip would just be to just be be yourself, yeah. no matter how um weird you think you are. Like I, so this is the thing. Summer always says to me, like, oh, you know, because with her, I am so different. <laughs> with her, like I am my true self. But when I'm with other people that maybe I'm not so close to, like I'm not like yeah. I'm so diplomatic. Yeah. So like. It's difficult for you to be comfortable. And I, this is what I said to her. Because can you imagine? Let's flip the script. Can you imagine if you're dating someone? They're super mysterious. You know nothing about them. You get into a relationship with them. And they're a completely different person to the person that you were sitting across the table with. On, it like, actually on the happened. Five dates. Yeah. yeah. Like, you would be, like, lost for words. Because you'd be like, who the fuck is this? Like, I don't know this person. And they may like it. Or they may not. Do you know what I mean? Because then you're not going to be the person that they thought you were going to be. And I said to her, like, the best way... Well, I said to you, I don't even know mm-hmm. I said to her. I, I said to you that the best way to kind of find the person who kind of exudes what you're looking for is to be yourself and you're going to attract the right people when you're yourself not everybody is going to like you for who you are that's just facts you're not everyone's cup of tea not everybody likes custard cream yeah. you know what i mean well actually fun fact uh, summer likes cold custard cream yes i did <laughs> not say that. custard cream i like cold custard but okay don't show me but cold <laughs> custard is elite actually guys but i think when it comes to you know you being yourself you're gonna face rejection and we've oh yeah we've, we've done a whole episode on rejection being redirection we've done a whole episode on that so if you that's something you struggle with please listen to it but you know you are going to be rejected in life that's part of it but it's okay to be rejected because you're being pushed into the right direction if you're someone's rejecting you they're obviously not the right person for you and that's it that's it i wish you guys could see the hand movements yeah sorry <laughs> i'm getting really emotive right now i'm getting really passionate about um it. No, it's, 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 it's honestly like, yeah, it's, this is one thing that I'm working on at the moment. And I think it also emphasizes it to you that are listening, like Mm. the people that are listening that we are still very much learning things. Yeah. Like we are not recording these episodes and being like, yeah, do this and do that. And like, Some of the stories we share happened like last week. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Like, we're just, we're just kind of like, and this is the biggest myth. Like, when I was a child, like, I always used to think like, oh my God, being an adult, you have your life figured out. Like, it is the biggest scam ever. Adults (laughs) have, they don't have their life together We're all just winging it. We're all just winging it. it. Um, So yeah, like, to fight to like final final thoughts on this whole you know making meaningful relationships in romantic let's say one thing that kind of overarches both platonic and romantic well definitely Mm self-awareness like improve your Mm self-awareness work on yourself and if you guys are interested in this whole like self-awareness thing let us know Mm -hmm. and we most certainly can either post about it on social media or we can dedicate an episode on this on building self-awareness things that you can do to like become self-aware and that kind of stuff like exercises whatever Mm -hmm. um and what else i I think my overarching 
one would be kind of understanding um your communication style because the way you talk to people and the way you interact with people and you know it links with the self-awareness thing is how is what sets the precedent for how everything else follows so being able to communicate in the right way with your friends and with your romantic partner is key um in in the right way because you have to be able to understand other people and compromise in that way i would also say learning forgiveness yeah and what i mean by this is when you have a certain emotion towards someone like not just in like this applies to both yeah romantic and platonic um you say you are angry you yeah you might argue about it Mm. but that pain like that because the emotion is pain it gets stored inside your body mm-hmm. and it just it just like taints your energy yeah so just let it go like yeah. just it's just difficult. forgive it's, it's, di- difficult. it's difficult it's difficult and i think that's where the when we were saying forgiveness comes from within you sometimes you're never going to get closure from that person so as long as you can forgive that something bad has happened and you know you can dwell on it for a period but don't let it consume you don't let it overwhelm you and we've spoken about this just let it go like Like elsa said you think about it like oh you know i can't believe that they did this to me that's your ego and like how can they do that to me like how dare they just let it go yeah. forgive it sounds the, so much easier than it is the but. only thing that you're doing by thinking like that is just prolonging the the whole you're just keeping it alive basically yeah. like just forgive yeah. the moment you forgive everything else just starts to improve and also and- anybody that hurts you doesn't deserve you to sit there and wasting your time on thinking about why they hurt you because you're keeping them you're keeping their power to hurt you alive and no one who willingly hurts you deserves that yeah final note on the self-awareness thing um the reason it's so important is because it will honestly it will shield you from a lot of like low quality experiences Mm -hmm. with low quality people Mm -hmm. and know your worth know who you are as a person Mm -hmm. i mean obviously to an extent because you'll never fully know who you are you're always going to be figuring it out but know the things that you won't budge over because then boundaries and standards just don't be afraid to like eat alone yes and also don't be afraid to be yourself exactly all righty this was a good episode yes. so thank you guys so much for listening if you've made it this far we are greatly greatly grateful <laughs> we greatly appreciate it and um yeah we'll see you guys on the next well we'll you, you'll hear us on the next episode. <laughs> okay let's <laughs> bye, bye.